Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dual Screens Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana, and with me, as always, he's over there. He's Andy Asimakis. How you doing, Andy? I really wish I was Kate Bush right now, Stephen. Kate Bush. Are you watching Stranger Things, the new season? I have not started yet, no. So not a spoiler, but one of the main songs in the new season is Kate Bush is running up that hill. Right, right. She is making $200,000 a day. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Stranger Things, they they did a thing. They they certainly they certainly do 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 it. They're they're a popular show. Who knew? Speaking of popular shows. Who knew horror was so popular? Yeah, this is a popular show, Andy, the Dual Screens (laughs) Podcast. And with us this week is Bobby Mistiv Dev. Uh, the developer of Mirror Forge, a first-person psychological survivor horror game where you roam between realities of fear, madness, and machinery. Bobby, welcome to the show. How you doing? Hey, guys. Thank you for having me here. I'm doing great, actually. I'm, I was working like uh, five minutes ago, and I feel like this podcast will be like a time for me to relax. So it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're excited to have you here. We want to hear all about all about the project here uh because it looks pretty pretty freaking dope andy yeah man you know me and my horror games i do this is why i was like damn it has good enemy design yeah it's not like it's not like cheap (laughs) bobby let's put it this way you have at some point in the last few weeks have been directly responsible for one of andy's hard-ons at least oh his sexual arousal so there you go you did it (laughs) That's uh, no, a, not the not the one right now though. No, 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 not the, the no, no, no. That, oh, that's you, oh, all, okay. That's all because of Steven. Oh, attention, um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dual Screens Podcast, the internet's number one indie developer interview podcast. Probably the show posts each and every Friday for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice, including our home podbean.com. And of course, you can watch the video version on youtube.com slash dual screens TV. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash NDS podcast, just like our Patreon producers, Colton, the apprentice, Nestler, and FNH Paul. We cannot continue to grow without all of your support. So thank you so much for everything that you do. And now let's get into the meat and potatoes. Let's take out your fork, your fork and knife, and we'll just dig right in there, Andy. Do you have a uh, lead-off question of the show? Do you have something you want to? Oh yeah, I want to ask Bobby. Uh, what do I get because this game is coming out on my exact birthday? On your exact birthday. It is not like around or near. Day or and the, date. In in the vicinity, it's day and date. Wow. But, so do I get it first before anyone else? A special That's true. Care package. Yeah. Do I get to Sleep. like. What do we get? What is Dread XP hooking them up with? Dinner together. Give me a whole. Yeah. What What do you do for me? Yeah. Um, actually, Andy, I might have something to say about it. The game, not really sure we're still discussing, but it might be postponed. There it is. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. It's not mainly you know. due to issues. Everything's working like right, but we're just aiming to, uh, we were talking with the publisher, we're aiming to do like a, we need to tell a very good story. And as you know, Mirror Fortress story based, it has characters and character arcs and the entire plot there. Uh, so we need to have uh, get it like uh, polished and get it done, like sure. make it make it interesting and for the players and so on. So maybe there will be some postponing. We're still discussing it, not really sure, but okay. we'll see about it. Christmas present. I'm only a little heartbroken. Andy. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> Just a little. Bobby, bit. why don't you tell our listeners what exactly is Mirror Forge before we get any any deeper into the development and and all that fun stuff. 
Um, sure, Mirrorforge is my second uh, project. Like basically, I've worked like for clients as a freelancer, as a 3D artist, but uh, it's my first second commercial project. Um, I might say the Mirrorforge is the reason why I currently have, as you can see on the camera, my eye bags. I'm a small dad, <laughs> and I'm working like on Mirrorforge for ten months now. Sometimes like 16, 15 hours a day. Uh, but uh, I'm not complaining because I love my job. I love what I'm doing. And uh, I love the horror genre. So Mirror Forge is a psychological survival horror game. Um, it's heavily inspired by several franchises. So there, there were some things that I've written on social media, like it's Silent Hill and Stranger Things inspired, but that's only the aesthetics. I'm going to do a full devlog next week discussing the inspiration because the story is nothing like those franchises. It's something entirely different. Uh, it's basically the aesthetic and there uh, if you've played the demo you will see there's also other inspiration like from the exorcist from jacob's letter uh from shutter island with leonardo dicaprio so there there's a lot of inspiration in this game but the story is original the story is based on um ancient myths from mesopotamia uh those are like the oldest uh entities uh, in uh history people found like in mythology mythological entities and uh, it has, I don't know if I'll spoil anything, <laughs> it has something to do with the oldest civilization ever, and those were like the Sumerians, uh, the first civilization. So as you know, like, I think we've learned this, like in history classes, there were like the city-states in the past and so on, but the first people that joined as a civilization were the Sumerian people that that's around, I'm not really sure, around 4,000 or 5,000 BC. So it has something to do with that and parallel universes. It's so funny hearing the term like it's Stranger Things inspired when that in and of itself is just, you know, Stephen King's It, Sandlot, yeah. Stand <laughs> By Me, you know, it's, it's, it's funny how like that is now its own thing that you can draw inspiration from in, yeah. in, in the genre of horror. Yeah, I mean, regarding the inspiration, everyone has some sort of inspiration. Like I mentioned, Stranger Things, when I first watched it, it was like basically watching it from Stephen King. Uh, Silent Hill, uh, even the developers say like they have a lot of inspiration from Session 9, from the novel Phantoms. Oh, I love uh, Session 9. Such an underrated horror movie. Yeah, they also have like inspiration from Jacob's Ladder. So yeah, inspiration is everywhere, man. <laughs> I mean, it, it looks dope. It looks like you have, um, you know, you did say it's got the survival horror. So you do have some puzzle elements. You got to, you know, figure out how to get from point A to point B. Um, yeah. That kind of, you know, puzzle element. What kind of moment-to-moment uh, -moment uh, action are we looking at for this are you solely trying to get away from the baddies do, do, are you do you have any sort of uh way to combat these baddies uh these disgusting gross grotesque uh, but beautiful <laughs> creatures that you've created yeah so uh, in mirrorforge you're like a defenseless everyman in mm -hmm. a way uh I can't speak too much about the character because more will be revealed in the full game. Okay. Uh, but um, unlike the demo in the full game, there are also chase sequences. Like there will be monsters that will chase you and you have to run away. You're going to jump and it's a pretty tense sequence. Uh, there's also stealth levels, like stealth sections. We're going to have to crouch and to do some things like, I don't know, push buttons, uh, try to avoid the gaze of a creature which can instantly kill you. So th uh, there's also... Uh, as opposed to the demo, there's also open world environments. For example, there's part where you get out like in, a, uh, in the countryside and you visit the town of Gorberg, which is like the entire town designed. And there will be some events there. Um, like 
in Silent Hill 2, if you remember, you can go to Silent Hill and roam the streets and do some mm-hmm. quests there. So there's something similar in the full game. Uh, but primarily, I was my, uh, I'm a lover of stories. I can say I'm more like a storyteller. And sure. uh, when I'm building the characters, I'm looking at it from perspective like a writer, like an, like an author. And I'm designing, like, before I start a character, I do like his character arc, uh, what are his physical problems, uh, what are his mental problems, w- which will be the obstacles throughout the game, how will he surpass them, both physical and um, psychological aspects of the character so i'm building basically like like i can say that i'm seeing it as a tv show or a book uh so there are gameplay elements but it's also heavily focused on a story so and the story is like the main character i want people to relate with him so i want him to be relatable but at the same time i'm a huge lover of epic fantasy movies you know lord of the rings is number one for me <laughs> so uh, or star wars probably so um i also implemented a lot of uh, epic fantasy stuff into the main plot so i hope that people will like it yeah and regarding the monsters that you mentioned Every single monster is symbolically designed to represent the inner turmoil of the character. For example, some something of his past. For example, oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, for example, the invisible monster that you meet in the demo uh, after the accidents that happened in his life. Even his friends abandoned him. No one sees him anymore. Uh, he's like a ghost to everybody, and uh, he thinks of himself. He's torturing basically himself, thinking that he's destroying everything he loves. So that's the invisible monster in the demo. That's awesome. Um, I have a I have homework for everybody to do right now on the podcast. Okay, I want everybody to go to the Steam page. I want you to go to the third picture on the Steam page. Okay, so you got two videos and then you got three pictures. So you're gonna go to the third picture. It is the main character holding a flashlight with a with a creepy beast behind him. Okay, I want you to look at that picture. And, and Andy, I want you to do this as well. And, and of course, yeah, Bobby, right I want now. you to do this as well. Okay, so I want you to pick up that, pull up that picture. Let me know when you have it because there is, I am going someplace with this. Okay, and listeners, I want you to go to, on this journey with me. It is a very, very deep cut for, for, for a very specific group of people. But if when I walk you through this, you are going to see it and I'm going to be excited. Okay, now, once you have the picture up, I want you to now open up a separate tab and go to your Google machine, and I want you to put in Chris Kreider New York Rangers, or NYR. Chris Kreider NYR. I'm uh, there's a point to all of this. You're gonna put this in and tell me that this isn't who this main character is. <laughs> I mean, take a take a look at a couple of these Chris Kreider pictures. <laughs> I saw your main character and I said, holy shit, I'm going to get, I get to play as Chris Kreider, New York Rangers spiritual captain. <laughs> well, um, come on, Bobby, sure. Bobby, not look at that. Sure, look yeah. at that man. That, so if I was to draw it, <laughs> like, if I was like, Hey, draw like a really handsome dude, I would draw Chris Kreider. Like that's probably the person I would draw. <laughs> you know what I mean? Andy, like if you're yeah. drawing like a, like a, like a guy, if I was like one of those like police sketch artists, right? It's just, it's just I like, and I was describing the main character from this game. Someone would say, "Oh, isn't that just Chris Kreider?" Yes, exactly. <laughs> they 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 look so similar, and it's awesome. Anyway, I I saw that and I was like, "Wait a minute!" I did like a double take. Um, 
yeah, a little little diversion here for for our our listeners. But yeah, if I'm if I'm wrong, I will eat my shoe because I swear to Bob, if you're ever gonna make a movie, you got you got Chris. All right, he he, I'm sure he could do do this one for you. Um, but let's go into um, I would like to talk a little bit about your the the choice uh, making mechanic because you do mention that your choices do matter and that's something that a lot of developers promise and a lot of developers try. And a lot of developers kind of just pretend that your choices matter um, in some cases. Very few actually do um, that true story changing and, and uh, evolution. Um, you know, like a Detroit become human, uh, like they, they over there, they, they usually do it where like you get like 5,000 endings, the until dawn, you know, situation like that, that all matters. So what kind of um, level of, of repercussions are our choices going to matter in this game? Uh, so uh, I don't know how much can I speak about it because that's basically a full game, but there will be like uh, four different endings in the game. Okay. So... Uh, those endings will not be... Uh, so I had, um, I don't know if I mentioned earlier, but I'm also a digital marketeer. I, I was working like in companies before I went full-time in game dev. Um, and I did several surveys and I asked like my community, like what kind of ending would you like to... Uh, what kind of option would you like to have? Would you like it to be like uh, to have it just before the end to make a choice and just get a different ending? Or you or would you like, like to have some choices throughout the entire game that, that can affect the ending? And the opinions were mixed because uh, let's take a, uh, an example. If a streamer plays the game and he wants to see the different endings, uh, he can just like load the game back, to choose a different ending, and show it to their to, to his viewers. But the thing is, if you, if I have it made like uh, throughout the entire game, it will be hard for streamers to show to show it that way. But moreover, the number of people who liked it like for the entire game, uh, like the options to be in the entire game. Uh, it was it was more people like for that choice, so I decided to go that way. For example, I took some uh, ideas like in Silent Hill 2, in the beginning of the game, if you open the letter, you will get like a, a higher chance to get a different ending. So that's the same in Mirror Forge. There will be some moments throughout the entire game where if you do something different, it will affect the ending. Um, that said, there is a particular moment like, uh, I'm gonna dive a bit into coding, so you've done the choices throughout the game, and when you get to this moment, uh, the the program will check like uh, which choices have you have you made throughout the game, and the one that has like most points, it will open the way. And every single um, ending has like it's like I see it like a branch, like branches. Sure. So uh, so it's not like a single level ending, but there are multiple levels. Like uh, for example, there will be places like saying. Um, you can go to this place via the sewers. You can go to this to the same place via the I don't know uh, the countryside or through some other path you can take. So it will branch out into different levels, and the ending will be different. There will be different fate for the characters in the end uh, based on your choices. Um, I can't speak too much about the endings, but. Uh, there's one ending oh believe me I... we don't want you to talk about the endings right yeah. <laughs> we just yeah, we, so, I, i'm just curious if I, if I don't yeah i'm just curious to know like the types of choices and decisions that you will make is it uh are they dialogue choices but you mentioned that it could be an item that you find it could be yeah. a path uh that you take 
to get from point A to point B. So they're not necessarily just simple narrative choices. They're actual, they're in, in some ways they're, they're gameplay choices. They're, they're just yeah. like, you know, uh, off the cuff choices that you may not even know are sort of influencing what your ending is going to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And also there's, um, uh, related to those endings, uh, there are, I think I've mentioned this on social media, there's uh, certain figures that you're going to have to dis destroy throughout the entire game. I don't know, like six or seven figures throughout the entire game. But you have a choice whether to destroy them or not, whether you will trust the thing that said you, that told you to destroy them or uh, you will just continue on your way. And that will also affect the ending, but yeah. not in a way like the ending like for uh, what will happen, but basically in the end of the game, I'm planning on having a final boss, and it will be in a way, oh, well, you are defenseless, there's no fighting back, there's no weapons, but uh, there will be in a way like a boss fight, I can't speak too much about it, it's not with shooting, but it's a, it's a, a boss different. puzzle. Yeah, something <laughs> like that, so it will attack you and, uh, and do damage, but uh, depending on how many figures you've destroyed, um, the form of the monster will be different, mm. so that's another like difference like in the endings. That I, I'm hearing replayability here, Andy. I like that. That's very Silent Hill 1. There was like multiple actual different looking bosses depending on things you did throughout the game. Yeah. Um, I do have to ask because, you know, it's hard not to look at a game like this and think of every other first person horror game that came before it. I mean, we've had games like Amnesia and... Um, you know, layers of fear. And then when PT came out, that was like, there was an explosion of first person horror games. How do you set this apart from other ones that don't invite the, it's a copy. It's just, we've seen this before. It's nothing new. How do you innovate the space in Mirror Forge? Uh, so the, the difference here will be probably the features like uh, you're going to use uh, mirrors to travel between dimensions. Like I mentioned, the multiverse plays a very important part in the game. You will also use ancient artifacts like to reveal some, uh, I can't speak too much about it, so, some particular moments <laughs> that happened in, in the game. It will also be like collectibles. So uh, you mentioned replayability. There will be a lot of collectibles in the game and you're going to have to use specific things like to, to get them. So there's like this ancient artifact that you use like to cause a blast wave and it reveals some things. Uh, there's also there's the storyline. And uh, as I mentioned, there will be like a mix of uh, several, I must say like, for me, it, uh, they were very interesting things like the Mesopotamian gods and so on. So basically all these things combined together bring something new and fresh in the horror genre. And uh, when people compare it, for example, I mean, they haven't compared it yet, but if they do compare it like to PT, I don't know, I might say that it's not so much like PT, but it's more like a combination of Outlast, of mm. PT, of Layer Sphere, of... Um, Probably I have a lot of sci-fi elements in it, like Soma. So yeah, it's a combination oh, Soma's of Soma's a good one. Yeah. Soma's great. Um, I have an interesting question. And I, I hope I so. I, I, I actually asked this of all of our horror developers as of late on the show. How do you know that it's scary? <laughs> how, do you, um, how, how do you know that what you're doing is effective horror? So I'm a huge fan of horror. I've, I've watched like 
almost all the movies from since the 80s all the way up till now a lot of movies <laughs> yeah I, I love watching horror uh but basically i'm watching the horror not because to get scared but in the past few years i'm more like analytical and seeing mm. what scares people uh, how do i build the ambience and until that moment when a jump scare happens i'm trying to avoid uh, i'm trying like to avoid not uh, i don't want to have too many jump scares in the game so it's the atmosphere that's important and uh Again, the story. I uh, I want people to to enjoy the story of the game because it's a story based game, uh, and uh, I also did like um, I visited like over three hundred. <laughs> this is funny. Over three hundred uh, streamers and watched them play play the game, and I analyzed every single step. So I was watching. Uh, okay, so this wasn't that much scary. I'm gonna change this for the full game. Oh, so, interesting. So, yeah. I, I was doing basically analysis. I mean, that's part of 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 the marketing. I must say, right. the marketing experience I have. I was doing analysis and uh, I was doing like a surveys, asking people around, and I gather all this data, uh, check it out, see what what will perform best in your forge. This is why you work eighteen hours a day, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Even friends started calling me workaholic, man. <laughs> Self-imposed crunch over here. Yeah. What was your favorite streamer moment, like? one thing that just had you beaming with joy or or laughter with laughter uh there's not a single streamer but 90 percent of the streamers were terrified and had amazing reactions with <laughs> two jump scares in the demo and those jump scares like there was uh one streamer who literally jumped from his chair and went away like uh back uh back from from his chair and he like knelt down and was taking deep breaths it was, it was oh my god I, I think my heart was gonna get out of my chest and i was laughing so much uh, to his reaction it was amazing do they know you're watching or you're just like hanging out like in, like in the background like all right i'm just kind of creeping lurking around and uh usually i'm creeping Good. until uh, all the way to the end and when Perfect. i reach the end i have communication with them not uh so much about like um to how do I say it? Um, basically, I'm talking with them because I want to make friends. I want mm -hmm. to to have interaction with them. Uh, I love gaming. I was a gamer too. I mean, before I, I was a developer, now I even don't have the time to do anything. So, <laughs> so I love watching them play games. So yeah, that's why I join the streams. That could be you, Stephen. You should play more horror games, dude. I feel like because you don't like them I, I, as much I, as I, I do. All right, all right. The the jig is up. In <laughs> the jig, the jig is up. I do like horror games. Okay. I, know, I know, I know. I, I, it's a shtick. It's a shtick because people, <laughs> people tune in to see people who don't like horror games play horror games. Right. I don't, I don't like seek them out. But when I yes, play them, that, I'm that, like, that, that's ooh, the this is, I, because I love, like, I love games like Phasmophobia. I love game. I love the Resident Evil franchise. Like, I, I love that kind. Of, I love the Until Dawn, you know, type stuff. Um, but like, I don't like. I typically don't like body horror in like movies. Because it's too real, and I'm like, well, I don't like, I don't want to see any of that stuff. But yeah. a game, I could kind of, you know, I, I could, I could go through, go through with it. Um, but yeah, I think this might make a, a for a good spooky, yeah, man, spooky night. <laughs> I am a bit of a baby though when I am playing them. I, I am, I am, I do kind of look out of the corner of my eye a little bit at the screen. Like, what? I'm not. I don't want to. Like, I don't want to open doors and and or anything. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, uh, nowadays people usually go to streamers just to watch them, like watch their reactions to a jump scare. But I was so surprised and so pleased when I when I was watching uh, 
there was this particular streamer who was analyzing the entire story of the game and they were like uh, uh, communicating with their community and uh, giving like ideas and suggestions what this might be what that might be like basically like an analysis of the game and i felt so pleased because people were basically discussing the story they were not so focused on on just the jump scare you know and that was uh, one of the best moments i had like when going to streamers at that point you say to yourself oh that's a better lore idea than what i got cooking in my head (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna take that (laughs) definitely Um, I'm just looking through these the the screenshots. Yeah, so cool. you you mentioned earlier in the show about a potential delay for the game, which of course crushed, heartbroken. How how do you know that that is approaching? That there's a potential for a delay. Is it just you have the release date, you see your workload, and you say to yourself, you know what, this isn't going to make it or you want to add more to the game how do you know that this could potentially be be delayed uh, actually it's all of those things combined i want to mm-hmm. add more and i want to have it like polished mm-hmm. and i want um so there's uh as a publisher dreadxp has an entire qa team who's testing the game mm-hmm. and they're like nitpicking every single stuff so it's not about uh not about major bugs it's mainly mm. those small details you know mm. and for example since um as a solo publisher I, this is a sorry as a solo developer this is like a huge project and it will be like only the main story without the collectibles it's like over six hours long so that's six hours of gameplay only the story and there might be moments like for example when i'm writing the story i might forget some part that happened in uh, before and players will be confused i might say that didn't happen so we need to like thoroughly do uh, a detailed testing and see whether everything's okay and that might take quite some time so that's why like we are having some talks about postponing it although mm. it's still not set in stone Still, the date is uh, the 30th uh, so far, but we'll see how it goes. That sounds like a, it's more like continuity issues and, yeah. you know, minor, uh, you know, environmental stuff or, you know, maybe things don't just don't look quite right or feel quite right. And uh, it, it, it as a solo developer where this is very obviously your baby and you're putting it in, in the hands of so many people, how do you... Th- at while simultaneously being very in tune with what people are saying how do you not like just throw yourself into a dark abyss and cry yourself to sleep if when people have like so many things to say like you said nitpick like nitpick is like a negative word like it has it's it's a connotative word but like at the same time it's something you need like how do you separate yourself the developer from yourself the dad of this game Okay, so this might be a bit long, but um, I've been in game development for eight years now. So I've been working with clients uh, as a 3D artist, as a programmer, as a digital marketeer. Uh, I had like another partner with me uh, and that was my first game. I'm not going to promote it here because that game, I'm going to tell you a story, we separated, chapter (laughs) one was released, but basically that game was the the game that made five figure sales and made me quit my job and go full-time game dev. But um, I already have experience. And from my marketing experience, I realized that the games we are making, and that's the, the fact that a lot of indie, beginner indie devs should understand. 
the games are not your babies. The games are your product. So they're not like uh, my baby and so on. You're not making the game for yourself. You're making the game for your audience. So that, that's the way I see it, <clears throat> sorry. So when I, when I uh, release something from Forge, I check what every player has to say about it because this game is for them. So when, when I see that several people have some comment about a particular thing, I say, yep, that, that, that's the thing I'm gonna have to change. So it's not like I'm taking it too seriously or, or like to, to the heart. So yeah. Yeah, you, you don't the, take it too personally. Approach. Yeah. How do you do that? I, I can't, I, I can never. Like, I, I, I can't even imagine. I'd be like, nah, this is my vision. This is my child. I won't <laughs> change it for you or anyone. <laughs> that rock well, is supposed to be glitching all over the place. Damn it. <laughs> it's a feature. Uh, well, <clears throat> when I started, um, when I started like game development, my dream was to be a full-time game developer. I mean, that's in a way an entrepreneur and I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So, uh, I, uh, before I was seeing those games as my passion and stuff, and now I see it simply as a business. It's a business. So uh, this is the business, the players, I'm a target audience. I'm doing this game for them. If you don't listen to them, you will not succeed. You will get mm -hmm. back to your desk job that you work like your entire life. So yeah, that's the way like uh, I see those things. And uh, so like I mentioned, I always wanted to be a game dev and entrepreneur at the same time. And so far it's going great i mean i can't even believe that 2022 has been such a successful year for me i, I didn't really expect that where do most of your ideas come from the inspiration like what are you doing throughout the day because i used to write uh, <laughs> i used to, i used to write like horror stories that i was like 12 and when i was like in the shower or like out for a run i would get like flashes of like oh this is a cool idea this is a cool situation where do, when does your muse step in during the day to give you some um, ideas? Not so much during the day, but usually it comes like before I fall asleep and I have mm. like a like a, a recorder or a note next to my bed just to write it down. Oh my God. And uh, <laughs> one thing, I don't know if I should say that I'm proud of. I don't know if it's, if it's proud because it's bad for your health. So don't listen to me on this. But uh, <laughs> what, uh, lately, like this past year or maybe two years, I've been sleeping like four to five hours a day. So that's only four to five hours. I usually go to sleep around 4 a.m. in the morning and I wake up in nine or 10 and I, and I just keep on grinding, keep on, keep on grinding. So uh, usually inspiration comes at night and before I fall asleep, I, uh, I tend to either uh, watch some film just to relax or read the books. So now I started uh, rereading Phantoms from Dean Koontz. So that, good. Yeah, that, that's a great, great book. A uh, few weeks ago i read the exorcist again oh man and yeah so that's like where do i get inspiration i'm not scared of the books because i don't believe in this stuff i, I don't believe it at all you know the only thing i'm scared in my life is of sharks <laughs> that's my only fear i'm scared of sharks and you know, and i've never seen a shark in my life like in real life uh but my trauma i might say comes from when i was a little kid i've watched jaws movie and it's yeah, it stick with me. And now when I go like on a vacation with my girlfriend and she goes a little bit deeper into the sea and I'm terrified and I always scream like, come back. We don't know what's beneath our feet. So yeah, jaw, uh, sharks are the only fear I have. <laughs> I had such an irrational fear of jaws as a child, like sleeping in bed. That he, like it, it was water all around. He was swimming around the bed. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's how that's how much it got me as a child. Like I would just I would step into water off of my bed 
and yeah. a shark would be there waiting to gobble me up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even even today, I'm still afraid of sharks. And, and although I haven't seen one in real life. Yeah, but sharks are so far away. You're not even, I mean, you know, your background notwithstanding, but you're not near water. Like, you know. Well, I go on vacation, you know. I go on vacation <laughs> uh, like every year. And <laughs> surprisingly, my girlfriend always wants to go to the sea. Why can't we go up the mountain? We need to go to the sea. And there are sharks in the sea. <laughs> yeah. I remember there. I remember the aha moment where I was like, oh, I don't have to be afraid of Jaws anymore was in in the first movie i caught a when it was chewing when jaws is chewing on at the very end on the big canister yeah and i saw that his teeth were clearly rubber mm. like because they're just <laughs> bending on on the thing i'm like right huh steven spielberg <laughs> that's interesting and i was like oh wait sharks aren't really that big shark yeah no well i'll be i'll be okay but i used to be afraid of the sharks in the pool like that's how stupid i was as a child like in the swimming in pool. a swimming pool i'd be like no i don't want to sharks the, the shark will get me in the pool <laughs> Dude, yeah yeah I, I um i talked about this fear to a friend of mine and i told him like i'm afraid of sharks and so on and he told me you know why uh i used to be afraid of sharks too but now i'm no longer afraid and you know what's the reason and as i was expecting him to say like he got over his fear and he just said like I'm too poor to go on a vacation, so I'm just sitting at home, and I don't have sharks here. <laughs> I'm not afraid has... of sharks because I don't go where they live. <laughs> yeah, I am now afraid of homelessness. <laughs> I'm I'm afraid of not having any more cinnamon toast crunch. That is my fear. I'm a fe I have a fear of my butt groove in my couch. Um, Fear is a funny thing, isn't it? Fear, fear is fascinating. Fear is fascinating because mm -hmm. it, it almost it almost feels good to be afraid, even when the fear is real and it's not so like I'll give you a, an example. Um it's, uh, over a decade ago, my house was struck by lightning, went on fire. Okay. And I was at work when I was home when it was struck by lightning. But I was at work when they realized that the house was on fire. Like, I had already left. Like, it took so long for the fire to start. It was, like, smoldering, and then boom, started. Um, and I got that phone call. And I remember running back from work. I was I, I worked, like, 15 blocks from my house. And I remember running back and, and having that adrenaline, having that fear, getting to the house, seeing it, like, kind of on fire still. And, like, everybody doing that thing. And you have that, that fear. But then after it's all said and done and everything's okay it's almost like a restorative sort of cleansing of your entire conscious and like you're just in this like weird brain state of like overdosing on adrenaline overdosing on on endorphins and just you know fight or flight like it's that fight or flight you know yeah. and it's it's amazing that what what our brains can make our bodies do like i can't run two blocks let alone 15 blocks and i won't sit here and lie to you and say that i ran the whole way but like i don't even remember get what happened between point a and point b i just have like these weird images of like my brain must have just went into survival mode and was just like this is what you got to do yeah the adrenaline yeah 
I mean, uh, regarding fear, I think one of the experts would be probably Lovecraft. Lovecraft, uh, I read like his his work and his the series. Okay. I don't know. He's he's amazing. Uh, uh, what was his quote like? Fear the, about the fear of the unknown. Like we live on a placid island of ignorance, something like that. The dude is a genius for, for horror specifically. Uh, not so much about uh, jump scares and stuff, but the way he describes it and the way he dies into horror is such a unique, I don't know, creepy way, you know? He had a way of describing things that were just so impossible to the human brain. Yeah. Like it was a thing that really could not exist in a reality. And he, it was like the character was struggling to find the words to describe what he was looking at. Yeah. In his stories. Um, What are some of your earliest memories with horror? Like, you know, because I, I, I've been a fan of horror since I was a child. And, you know, I recall like watching Child's Play as a kid and Nightmare on Elm Street, stuff like that. What what got you into into the horror genre as a, as a young, um, young little really boy? Sure, I can't. Probably it was, I think I was watching Friday the 13th back then and Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it was those horrors. And maybe it was back then that I watched the exorcist not really sure i can't really remember but nowadays uh, i have like a different view of horror like i don't like those slasher movies i don't like slasher movies i like mostly supernatural movies Mm -hmm. like uh with ghosts and demons and possessions Mm -hmm. and so on not that they terrify me but i find them simply more interesting and like the story and uh what could be in a way something like that so uh one horror uh that truly like got to me when I was a, I was a kid back then, probably I was a teenager, not really sure. Uh, the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the scenes back then and her acting, uh, the actress Jennifer Carpenter, I think it was. I'm not yeah, sure. from, uh, she's from, what would it, what's that show? Dexter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Her acting was amazing. Amazing, and it really got to me. That horror was really terrifying. Um, another horror I also remember watching as a kid was The Ring, some with Samara and stuff. And that that film was also good. There was also The Grudge, I think. Mm-hmm. So those those are those are all amazing movies. You know, quite interesting to watch. And I, I think that um, Asian people, like Japanese, Chinese, they have the best horror out there. I mean, better than everyone else. That horror is, I don't know. It's so so creepy to watch it. Yeah, they're, they're artists. You gotta watch some French horror. The French do horror really well too. Very, yeah, very well. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend. You should watch um what's a good one? What's a slasher though? High tension's a good one. Uh, Martyrs is another good one. Inside is a really good one. Yeah, just spend the weekend. And watch some good French horror because they do a lot of body stuff that Steven is gonna get all <laughs> they, listen. I, I throw, saw throw up about <laughs> yeah, like I, I saw I forget which it was the one with the with the uh, uh cannibalism that movie with the with the woman with the, the dancer, I think. Yeah, what, the, what was that movie? Was oh, it a, a recent one? Yeah. Raw. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh, saw wow, I wow. saw a scene from that, and I wanted to die. I wanted to legit. <laughs> I was done. I was absolutely not. She's pulling out somebody's hair out of her mouth, like throwing up a scalp. Like no, 
fucking thank you. Goodbye, sir. I said good day. I would rather one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'd rather that all day than somebody <laughs> pulling out a goddamn scalp out of their throat. Absolutely disgusting. What just happened? Uh, we talked previously about Lovecraft, and yes. one thing I can say is that Mirror Forge has a lot of inspiration from Lovecraft too, and even the oh my god, I can say this probably the main enemy, the main antagonist is Lovecraftian style. Oh, okay, cool. So um, I can tell you, like I don't know if I've told this before in another podcast, but Mirror Forge wasn't always Mirror Forge. When I started that project, like I had this idea. Uh, I was having two projects, like two project ideas, and I reached out to my co uh, community and asked them, would you like to go with horror or, I don't know, maybe some platformer style? And they went with horror. And then I did another survey and I mm. asked them, like, uh, actually, before the survey, I started the horror and it was called The Endless Dreamer. Mm, and it, okay. it was uh, it was going to be with Azatoth and Cthulhu and so on. You start, like, uh, in the uh, 1800s. Uh, on an island so on and then i while i was developing it i so there's something in me telling me like i don't know if this is right or not i'm gonna ask the community and i did surveys and it turns out that lovecraft lovecraft is quite good author but it's not so popular nowadays mm -hmm. and uh surprisingly i got like 70 percent of the people say like we want like horror with demons and ghosts not with lovecraft and I said, okay, it's now it's time to change the project. So uh, the Endless Dreamer became like project. It was a mirror forge back. It's basically a horror project. <laughs> so um, I was thinking like, maybe if I go with ghosts and demons, it will be too cliche because nowadays every book, every movie is with ghosts and demons. I wanted to do something different. That's how I ended up with the Mesopotamian myths. Like I started mm -hmm. researching and so on. And uh, when I combined it with the sci-fi elements, I uh, again reached out again to my community, did several surveys, written down several names which are tied to the story, but which are also search engine optimized. You know, so when someone types on Google these words, uh, I was making sure it would pop up the first on Google. So Mirrorforge was one of them, and it got most of the votes. So basically, in a way, the community chose the name. So Mirrorforge oh, wow. is chosen by the community. Yeah. Welcome uh, back, Steve. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, one, my power strip fell out, or like my little power thing <laughs> fell out of the wall. Like I, but like I only lost my my um, not router, but like the the gate that had uh -huh. the, like where the Ethernet's plugged into, and my one of my monitors, my microphone and camera. Like I just lost like one <laughs> half of my desk for a second. But the good news was my computer was fine, so. This thing is still rolling, but I didn't Perfect. catch anything you guys were saying. So I know you were recording, so I'll have to splice all that in. <laughs> but yeah. since I came back, I've been still recording. So I got we, like the second half of that. We thought a ghost got you for a hot hey, second. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, I got to I gotta figure out what something must be like leaning on the cables yeah. back there because I just reorganized my desk. So I do apologize for all of that. No that's worries, all right. Man. That's um, all right. But Andy, it's time to get into rapid fire. So, oh my God, yeah, we should. It is. It is. It is time to get into rapid fire. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us, listener. I do apologize for the weirdness that just happened. I got. I got eaten by Listen, the grudge. 
You know what it was? It was because I did that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's why you summoned that's it. it yeah, I, sum I summoned that that seven demons. Self-inflicted wound. Well, yeah. Emily Rose. What a great movie that was, man. Yeah. What a great yeah. Movie. I watched that tonight. That God bless one. you, Bobby. God bless you, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, Bobby. Let's hit you up, up with some rapid fire. This is where we get to know you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So gird your loins. It's coming. Um. What is your favorite non-horror movie? Mm. Oh, that's easy. Lord of the Rings. Okay. What is your wait? Pick one of the three. Right. <laughs> uh, Fellowship of the Ring, probably. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, I'm gonna ask just horror questions because obviously. Um, <laughs> which is what is your favorite Silent Hill game? Uh, Silent Hill Two. Yeah. What is your What is your least favorite Silent Hill game? Um, Silent Hill. Shattered Memories, I think. Oh yeah. really? I like that one. It's pretty good. <laughs> it breaks my heart. The Actually, one, the one that people don't like is the Book of Something, right? Like a oh, the Vita game. Yeah. Oh God, the what does like Diablo? <laughs> Diablo yeah, Silent yeah. Hill. Yeah, good I mean God. that's no horror. That's no horror. <laughs> good lordy. <laughs> what, is, what is the scariest Pokemon? Oh, um, I don't know. <laughs> like scariest in appearance or. Uh, However, you want to. If I'm judge, if I'm if I'm like looking at it for his for his powers, I might say Mewtwo. It's quite Mewtwo powerful. is definitely a horror villain. Yeah, it's quite powerful and scary <laughs> in a way. I might say yeah. Pokemon is not scary. <laughs> if I were to cast you in a horror film in a slasher film, in particular slasher, okay. Who would you be? Are you more of the sidekick that has a heroic sacrifice at the end to help the hero? Are you the final girl that defeats the main villain? Or do you go off for the cat and die within like five minutes of the movie? Uh, so there's two things. Probably I'll, I'll be the guy who dies five minutes within the movie. But I, I also want to be the cameraman who, who's recording it. Because uh, funny thing, they uh, when I was watching Friday the 13th, you know what was funny? So all these characters that are running like as fast as they can and jason is walking slowly and i always thought that when they turn turn off the camera he starts running <laughs> and that's how he gets them i mean there's no other explanation he's walking slowly they're running and he gets them in the end no you have he's to watch them running. all bob he can teleport he has teleporting <laughs> abilities right he does really <laughs> did you ever watch did you ever watch part eight uh, a, a, a really, no. really, really quick tangent, Steve and Bobby. There's a scene in part eight where, like, there's a guy, he runs into a building with Jason behind him, and it's a shot of the building. And then you see the guy being tossed out of a window by Jason because <laughs> he got in the building somehow ahead of him. I, I don't know what, what the writers are thinking, like, when they're writing that particular scene. Like, uh, I mean, it's just for com comedic effect. It's yeah. I uh, I mean the video game Friday the Thirteenth video game literally gave you. They gave him yeah, yeah for like that you, for that reason. You just picked a spot on the map and he would like and just like show up. Oh, yeah, that could explain Manhattan. some things. But like this, when I when I watched the first parts of uh, Friday the Thirteenth, that was quite funny. You know, I was like, how how did it get there? <laughs> Andy, I think it, it it might be your turn. No, I just asked them about who he would be. Oh, right, he said okay, he'd, be the, yeah. he'd okay. be the guy that goes right, up to right. the cat and dies. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, let's let's find out if you're a sociopath. 
when you put on your clothes and your for the day, do you do sock sock shoe shoe or sock shoe sock shoe? Uh, I do sock sock shoe shoe. Okay, good. Steven, I was yeah. hoping you would ask this question at some point in the future because I realized yes. I do sock shoe, sock shoe only at the gym for some bizarro reason. Interesting. Oh, you yeah. mentioned gym. What's a gym, honest? <laughs> I've what, never been to the gym. What is this? Is yeah. that a J? Is that a game? Yeah, like, what is real life? What's outside? What does it mean? <laughs> uh let's ask what's okay here's a scary food question pineapple on pizza yes or no definitely no mm-hmm. definitely no i i i love like my favorite pizza quattro formaggi like four types of cheese four that's, cheese yeah mm-hmm. yeah that that's the best pizza for me mm-hmm. although i'm a meat lover i love eating meat me too sure, sure. yeah <laughs> but for, when i choose pizza i go with the four cheese pizza all right a cannibal has captured you and murdered you and is going to serve you to its community. What do you hope you taste like? Uh, like Chris Grider? <laughs> oh, God. We got to clip that moment. That was interesting. <laughs> That's a good moment. <laughs> That was real interesting. We gotta like tag the Rangers Twitter. I, I hope I, I hope I taste like pepperoni. I don't know about you, but I'm wondering what does Chris Kreider taste like. Uh, I have no idea. He definitely he definitely puts lotion on, like so he's probably got a little bit of like that, you know, like the Jergens going on. It puts a lotion on the skin. It puts a lotion on the skin. It doesn't want to get the hose again. <laughs> Well, that means then that I'm wrong. I'll probably <laughs> taste like Freddy Krueger or something. Ah, <laughs> which is also pe- pepperoni <laughs> pizza. Which is also which yeah. is well done. All right, <laughs> well done, person. Got it. Understood. Andy, your turn. That's one of my favorite. Like, that's one of my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, like trivia's like when they were designing his face, they were literally like playing with pizza at a pizza shop and like just playing with the cheese. Like, this is what his face should look like. And that's what it was designed after. It's a fun fact. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Um, Bobby, do you ever like scare yourself for no reason? Like I'm in the shower. I'm like, you know, eyes shut. I'm always like, there's a killer behind the curtain. <laughs> do you like, do you do that to yourself the at all? of the mind. Or is it just my stupid, crazy, psychotic brain? Well, not really. I don't do that. But I, I, I usually get scared like uh, when I'm testing the game and I have a lot of random programmed jump scares. So <laughs> even I don't know when they will occur. So it's basically the, the computer choosing it randomly. So sometimes I get scared that way, but usually no, I don't. When uh, One thing I found out, which is quite, so we're gonna go a bit serious now. <laughs> one, one thing I found out that's quite hard for me these past few years is even when I go to shower, I, I overthink a lot of things, you know? Mm. Uh, so you go to a shower and I'm thinking like, uh, would this be good for the marketing stuff of the game? Would this be interesting, this character and so on? Well, what will uh, what will it be like? Uh, I don't know if, if you've seen, but we, we are going on Gamescom this year with Mirrorforge. Uh, so usually instead of relaxing, 
under the shower, I'm constantly thinking and coming up with plans. And that's like, it's not, it's not a good thing. You, you, know, you, you wind up relax. on the floor of the shower rocking. How, how long is that shower? <laughs> uh, I take quite long showers. I go like one hour, hour and a half. God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Getting real clean. Real, real clean. Real pruny too, dude. <laughs> Indeed. Let's see. Would you rather have the power of flight or invisibility? Uh, the power of flight, probably. Mm. Power of flight. So I can visit all, all the, the friends and all the people in the world that, that I know. Yeah, but if you're invisible, you can hide from the sharks. Oh, the simple. Oh, no, you can fly above the Fly over the sharks. <laughs> you can just get up there with a spear and just start throwing spears down. You can shoot them with a gun if you want. Uh, th that'll be easier for them. That way, uh, this way, I can just fly above them and like laugh and ha, take that suckers. <laughs> <laughs> giving the middle finger at the bunch of sharks. Yeah. Um, name one of your favorite and also underrated horror games. Oh, this one's hard. Mm. Mm, I don't know which one is called underrated. Um, what was that game called? Uh, this not not deception it's devotion oh devotion yeah devotion was a cool yeah. game and, it, and it's quite underrated yeah although it has it started taking popularity these days as far as i've seen although with all the things that happened like during development i don't know if you know the story about that one because of because of china steam. yeah it was yeah. taken off steam <laughs> But that game is quite cool. It's quite cool. And um, I might say, visa how do you call it? Visage or Visage? I mean. Oh, Visage, yes. Yeah, Visage. Because some people I've talked uh, with, they call it Visage. And I don't know, is it Visage or Visage? But never mind. Uh, <laughs> th th that game is, I might say, it's, it's a masterpiece. I'm going to say it. it's a masterpiece. It's a quite good game. And it doesn't get the, the attention it deserves. So it needs to be way more popular. Wow. All right. All right. It is now time for the final question oh, of boy. the show. Oh, Bobby, boy. I hope you are prepared. I hope uh I hope all of the lack of sleep <laughs> has made it worth it because this is what it's all about right here. This is where you you're going to make or break your game right here, okay? Mm -hmm. Depending on your answer. People are going to either flock and wishlist this game or they are going to leave you in the dust. <laughs> And play full I'm ready. Guys, I'm ready. Free to play. Okay. The question is, it's simple. Okay. A baby can answer it. A baby has answered it. Kind of. The question is. Definitely. Andy or Steve? Both. All right. Okay. We'll take it. We'll take All right. it. Put that in the doc. Put that in the doc. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Was, was the answer fast enough? That, 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 <laughs> that's the only reason why we're not contesting it, because you didn't make a big a big to-do about it, okay? Right. So did, did you kind of break the rule? Yes, you kind of broke the rule, but it's okay. A little bit. Both. He's a, he, he's a rebel. Maybe, maybe Bobby interpreted it as, who do you want to fight to the death? And he's like, both. Both. I want to take you both on. I mean, like, even, you know, even if I fight one, I'm going to die anyway. So <laughs> what does it matter? 
No, no, you won't. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. If you want to follow us on social media, we're at dual underscore screens. I'm at Batchal27. Andy is at Pantsguy. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash DS podcast. Again, our Patreon is patreon.com slash dual screens, not NDS podcast. I keep saying that because I've been saying it for like four years. It is at dual screens now. Please go to that one. Not NDS podcast. <laughs> Patreon.com slash dual screens. And of course, YouTube.com slash dual screens TV. Bobby, where could everybody find you? Where could everybody find Mirror Forge and uh, all that fun stuff? Uh, first, thank you for uh, having me here once again. Uh, if you'd like to try, there's a free demo on Steam for Mirror Forge. Um, if you'd like to follow the progress about Mirror Forge, you can follow me on every social media you like. For example, uh, there's uh, Facebook.com slash MistyFDev. On uh, there's Instagram, there's TikTok, Twitter, uh, YouTube, and everywhere it's Mist of Death. Just write a Mist of Death, you will find me there. And I do constant updates about the game. I, I also do uh, game development and digital marketing content if you're interested in that. So feel free to follow me there. Awesome. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, viewers. And as always, please be excellent to each other. <laughs>